It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. And of course, my favorite part of the show right now, when I guess uh, what is in Tim's background, I mean, you know, other than his, uh, <laughs> other than well, the that, fact that he's he, willing to share, right? As joins, you know, a, a number of tinfoil uh, hat uh, organizations. Uh, but um, I'm going to say uh, your your background is going to be the uh, the podium at the uh, Air Force Academy, and uh, you're the guy who actually sandbagged uh, <laughs> President President Biden. Am I right about that? Do I a have that background? Sandbagging? Okay. Uh, no, I'm at the. Uh... Uh, I'm I'm here at the Federal Reserve where they uh, they put on a, a couple of extra shifts now that the uh, <laughs> budget deal has passed. The ceiling has been raised. OK. All right. Well, we'll we'll get to the it, it's, a, you know, I, you know, I'm like Chevy Chase when I you, you said there wasn't going to be any math. And I, I, I <laughs> you know, I, I pretend, you know, I know of uh, the multiplication tables like Homer Simpson, but we'll get to that. I, let's let's do something very simple for me that anybody could understand. And it's Joe Biden tripping. Uh, we record these on, on Thursdays. And uh, I like this Benny Johnson tweet breaking, but he didn't break anything. Uh, but yeah, well, Joe, we don't know yet, do we? Oh, well, I mean, he got up um, and he tripped. Everybody will know this by the time they, they, they uh, listen to this podcast. But, uh, you know, tripped at the Air Force Academy graduation. He'd given a speech and it was wearing the nice cap and he did actually trip over something. It was a black sandbag there. Now, I'm I'm concerned that it might even be worse. How long was he standing there? Did he and he didn't notice or forgot that there was the sandbag there? That could be the thing. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and that, that would be worse. But. Well, his entrance, his entrance was, uh, was, was just as clumsy. He had to ask directions to the stage twice. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't, where did you get this information? I mean, I, I've been reading around it, but that's what happened. Okay. It's just I, transmitted to me from a UFO. I, I figured as much. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I'm thinking, uh, first of all, uh, you know, I, they should have played the air force theme, you know, off we go into the oops, you know, and, uh, but, um, <laughs> You know, Dick Van Dyke, uh, who reportedly still exercises at age 97, would have a better shot at sidestepping that ottoman uh, than Biden would uh, that sandbag. It was about um, a six inch, say, about six inches off the ground. That's right. how thick it was. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, anybody could look. I'm not the one to talk. I have tripped a few times while jogging and holding my cell phone. Of course, I'm looking at the cell phone. But the reason I trip and I can trip over the the proverbial crack that would break your mother's back because I don't really actually jog. I shuffle. And that's the thing about Biden. His gait is not very good anymore. So he is likely to trip over a little sandbag like that. Um, somebody tweeted. It was really funny. They said when he saw that sandbag, he was probably had an acid flashback to storming the beach at Normandy, which, of course, he did. So uh, yeah, <laughs> excellent, excellent tweet. There was a um, somebody also um, mentioned that Biden had mocked Trump at West Point. I don't, you probably remember this. Biden had said, look at how he steps and look at how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Come on. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, come on. The, I mean, between Biden and, and Trump, I mean, you got you got the sunshine boys against each other uh, for the for the presidency. But um, I just 
uh, yeah. we didn't get the uh, we didn't get the audio. It's uh, you got to listen to it. You got to listen yeah. to it. Listen to the audio. That's because the 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 cadets get a big kick out of it. There's not <laughs> I mean, a lot of not a lot of sympathy for the old man who likely broke a hip that they haven't I, told us about yet. I would think if the cadets, any cadet who cheered, should be court-martialed. Don't you think that we could just wipe out an entire graduation <laughs> class of the Air Force? I mean, not like we're going to help Ukraine with our Air Force pilots or anything like that. So, um, yeah, but it's just not a good look for, I mean, this is, and you know, there's another one coming. I mean, he did it at the G7 summit. And I think, did I mention it when you were still here? I, I, I uh, you, you may have been off, but I remember, um, saying, you know, what's the over under on him falling again. And I, I didn't think it would be like within about, you know, was that two weeks ago? So, um, it, it's, it, it would, I mean, it could theoretically happen on a debate stage, which is probably a reason you're never going to see a debate. Trump doesn't want to have one. Biden doesn't want to have one. And that's too bad. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to go down into Biden's basement with him, <laughs> which is probably where you'd have to go. If, uh, probably. Yeah. Somebody and, asked him, somebody asked him, how come he hasn't uh, he hasn't had a, 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 a campaign announcement rally yet? Uh huh. And yeah. he just, he just, he just stared at him and just said, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, am I running for president? Uh, so, yeah. All right. Uh, but, you know, it's a good visual because, uh, you know, money and, you know, velocity of money and M1 and all the, you know, that's way above everybody's head, including mine. But, you know, I can understand somebody tripping. So um, let's, let's turn our attention to, uh, in Chicago. Now, you knew that when Mayor Johnson um, said that he was going to have like 30 peacekeepers I, I, go into the neighborhoods. I mean, you knew he was set. You talk about setting yourself up for a fall, sandbagging yourself. I mean, that, that's Mayor Johnson. And then you have what the worst weekend in seven or eight years. Um, well, not to mention, yeah. not to mention one of the peacekeepers actually sure. robbed and beat up yeah. a, a tourist. Yeah. 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 No, it's, well, yeah. I mean, no. One no, out of no, no wallet, no peace. Yeah, right. But one out of thirty <laughs> isn't bad. I mean, if you could get twenty nine good, I'd say that your your averages are are, are pretty good. Now, um, of course, the answer to all this is money. It makes the world go around. I mean, that that's because you know in his speech, and he did say, "Oh, it was a terrible, tragic, awful weekend." But it, you know, it came down to. Hubert Humphrey's uh, dictum in 1968 at the uh, Democratic Convention. If rats were biting at my feet, I'd riot, too. I mean, so there's always the excuse. <laughs> there's always, you know, I'm depraved and I'm kind of I'm deprived. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that, that's always that's always the answer. Right. It, it's, now, were these peacekeepers paid? I, um, uh, not a, not enough if they're having to rob tourists, I guess. Yeah, no. Right. And, you know, it's it, it, the it's the, the answer is always money. I mean, and you know, what's old is new. I mean, why don't we just have midnight through 4 a.m. basketball? Why don't we start out, have another head start program, even though it was shown that nothing actually uh, is accomplished after a couple of years. Uh, none of this stuff ever works. So meantime, I was reading this after a spate of shootings. You know, it's one thing if it happens, you know, on the West side or the South side, after a spate of shootings in Boys Town, um, some uh, uh, guy who writes for the Chicago Contrarian, and it sounds like it's a 
a little too close to you know what I believe. So I I don't know if it, I could believe all the facts, but uh, let's assume that they're true. He's basically saying that um, Boys Town, East Lakeview, and Wrigleyville have fallen, and the gays are fleeing because of property taxes and crime. Here's the thing: I thought Mayor Johnson got the white progressive vote, and aren't gays white progressives? So I mean, I, I don't. I'm not sure I understand what what's going on here. Well, uh, yeah, he they, he got the vote of those who stayed. Okay, but now <laughs> it's are, the other ones. The other so. ones voted with their with their U-Haul. Yeah, and in this article we have on the screen right now, the guy is even saying he calls it LGB, and they've dropped the T. So there, you got the war between the gays and the transgenders uh, right now. Yeah, you know, I always thought the battle was going to be between be between uh, it, it was going to be gays and straights against Islamic radicals. That's how I thought, you know, it was going to come down. But now it looks like it's going to be gays and straights against the transgenders. I mean, that that's what well, the, the lesbians and gays don't get along so well either. They don't. Uh, oh, OK. OK. I mean, that's, it's, uh, I mean, that's why that's why that's why Andersonville is separate from Boystown. Wow. I just I've got to really do uh, more of an anthropological study of the wards. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's like Hispanics. OK, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, politicians like to lump all Hispanics sure. together. Yeah. Uh, the truth is the Spanish speaking people uh, in this country hate each other. Uh -huh. <laughs> Listen, right. you, there is no one there is no one more racist well, against hispanics than other hispanics well, it, it's the look cubans look, hate the puerto ricans the puerto right. ricans hate the mexicans uh, yeah the mexicans well, look, it, hate the central americans i thought you know the best fights are the intramural fights i mean conservatives hate each other <laughs> jews i mean the you know the you know joke is you know in, in any synagogue they're like you know four 45 or 50 synagogues within the synagogue and they're always it, it, an old, old joke, which I've never tried telling, so it's not good to try it out right here. And I don't think I've ever remembered exactly, but there's this builder and uh, he he builds uh, he pays for two synagogues in the city. And uh, somebody asked him, well, why did you buy two synagogues? And he says, well, the one synagogue is the is the one that I attend every week. And the other one is the one I would never set foot into. You know, so um, <laughs> I mean, that's so we all fight. Meantime, uh Mayor Johnson apparently was uh, powwowing with none other than Angela Davis. Now, you have to be our age to know who yeah. who when when they mentioned Aunt, and I, I didn't even know that she was alive and yeah. she still got stuff to offer. I mean, what is she going to offer? What what of, of her uh, in her bag of tricks actually worked and affected good change? for uh oh, black people in the united states of america i can't making, think of she, a damn thing she's making some good change now <laughs> oh is she is she yeah. <laughs> she's one of those one of those american terrorists that were punished with tenure oh, bro, oh well right i mean is she worse than the bernardine dorn was or uh bill Ayers, uh, <laughs> or is she just you know in, in a league with them i well, guess she's, i've read a little bit about angela davis and she actually she actually didn't just uh 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 try to make a bomb she actually she was actually a complicit in murder oh yeah that, uh, that's that cool. she was that she was able to skate on so it was yeah, uh, yeah it was somebody she... it was somebody in the black panther movement who wanted to go more towards the direction of martin luther king than malcolm x and ah, they... i see i see and they, yeah, again another intramural dispute there uh yeah. you know eating your own right there all right uh we got some other things to do. talk about you know, the, the intramural squabble, should we spend the money on the migrants, migrants, illegal aliens, or should we send them? Uh, <laughs> you know, 
I've been hornswoggled on this. Or should we spend it, you know, on the community and, you know, throw more money down the drain that way? Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly. A video has gone viral appearing to show a uh, white woman making an incredibly dramatic scene in New York City after she apparently, according to all that we know, tried to claim a rental bicycle uh, that a black man had already paid for. So here's the first part of the video. Take a look. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. So, you know, we're debating about this. Uh, was this woman uh, a whiner, a Karen? Uh, doesn't des deserves everything she gets. And remember, anytime you start complaining about, you know, a, a, a black person, that person is likely to get lynched. So you got to be really careful about this. Uh, I mean, that that's that's actually the what that yeah that that's the justification for heaping the scorn on her she was entitled to that bicycle she had reserved that in new york i mean there might have been it might have been that the young man was trying to get some overtime on the bicycle or something no Maybe. no what, what he was trying to do was he was taking the she she puts in her credit card takes right, out right. the bike and then they charge her like 20 dollars for like a yep. couple hours to ride it home well yep. what he was doing was he was going to take the bicycle and that was going to be the end of it he was never going to return it he was never going to stick it back in the rack that was going to be his bicycle so she would have been on the hook for the cost of the entire bicycle well I, i'm trying to uh you know i'm just trying to look at the evidence in a light uh, in a fantasy <laughs> most favorable to, to, to the young man. That's what I'm trying to do, uh, because that's what one of the bystanders said as well. But no, I mean, she was right. Yeah. And the problem it, is, and is that's you, and that's street lingo, too, isn't it? it it's uh, you see somebody with something you want. Those are my shoes. <laughs> exactly. And that, and that, that means that means you're supposed to take off your shoes and give it to them. Look, it's only going to it, beat you up. It's only twelve hundred dollars if the bike isn't returned. Uh, and certainly she you know, because this is, there, is it really? Is that all? Yeah. And this is a woman who's got the money, obviously, because she, first of all, she's pregnant. How much and she's carrying around that baby. Uh, she doesn't have to spend <laughs> anything on it right now. She she puts in she had just done a 12 hour shift as a nurse. So she's making mucho. Oh, yeah. I she's, mean, she could she's she's loaded. You know she's, what this she's is taking this a is, bicycle. She doesn't even have a can't even afford a cab. She's taking a, a pregnant woman taking a bicycle. This is, uh, you know, she may as well be pushing around a rickshaw somewhere. Uh, the the well, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that Pete Budlejay was uh, riding a bicycle when he was expecting to. So it's. <laughs> well, remember, it's not, for yeah. him, you're talking about a man who was not accustomed to uh, 
to 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 big breasts filled with milk. So it was unwieldy <laughs> for him as he tested that bicycle out. No, I, I understand that. Uh, and, well, it's interesting. I, I wonder if this would fall under his jurisdiction as the Secretary of Transportation. He doesn't seem to be doing too well with trains and everything. We should start him out on like tricycles and move his way up to you know bicycles in the city of New York. Well, I think equity would have would have required her to hand over that bike. Well, here, look, it's what I like to call instant reparations when you got a chance <laughs> i mean you know and when, when i was growing up i always thought that i was going to be on candid camera because that's how paranoia was instilled in the baby boomer generation if i saw some garbage on the street i picked it up and threw it out because i thought I, and i wished that the candid camera would be on me well now everybody's on candid camera all the time because of cell phones so you're constantly on tv and you gotta learn how to act properly like i said her complaining about him could have started a, 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 created a lynch mob because it's only been since i mean when was emmett till you know and like it's it, that was like the day before yesterday so um yeah, Emmett Till would have been. Yeah. Uh, what did I hear? He, he was the same age as someone who just died. Yeah, you know, I just Wilfred Brindley. I mean, <laughs> that's the standard. <laughs> Realize that he was Wilfred uh, Brindley's age. No, the yeah, my every single story makes my jaw drop. This one, then there's this Lulu Mon. What what happened there? S some employees. Somebody was robbing the store. They called yeah. the cops and then the employees were admonished. They got because fired that's that. not the company policy to complain about people <laughs> robbing stores. Well, I've got a I've got a buddy that works a, a security for a, a home improvement chain. Let's just let's just keep it that anonymous. Yeah. And he actually he followed a shoplifter out that uh, that the, the, what they do is they like to take like the big items like the generators. And he followed a shoplifter who had put like a generator in a car, walked it out to his car and put it in his car. And while he was loading up the trunk, cause he's not supposed to engage that's corporate policy. Right. Um, it, uh, he, he, he got the license plate number, called the cops and the cops pulled up, pulled over the guy and the guy went to jail because the generator in the trunk, pretty obvious. And then he uh, got fired. <laughs> yes. Well, he didn't get oh. fired. He didn't get fired. However, the, uh, the, the, the man who was incarcerated called from prison to the headquarters of the sure. of the uh, home and justifiably and so said yeah. and said that he violated policy because you're not supposed to leave the what's called the apron of the store where those those yellow lines are that uh, that are uh, security the guys, is, is this a store where they wear aprons these orange aprons <laughs> is, is it rhyme with schmom repo and we don't repo anything uh, because we just let you go and steal things right so he actually got written up for leaving the apron for actually well, going too far out of the store to pursue a shoplift pardon my jerky boys right now but i would i think on behalf of the incarcerated person <laughs> that he should sue Shmom repo and sue everybody because he's he's been unjustified i mean that's the fruit of the poison tree right or what the poison fruit of the close enough tree. yeah one of those things i'm not a criminal lawyer and uh he yeah he, but for the sign of quanon ladies and germs is that <laughs> is that but for this uh, guy going beyond his apron uh, he, uh, th this man wouldn't have been incarcerated and now he's incar incarcerated and no, 
no question, you know, uh, what it's going to be like in prison there. Not to mention he's out the cost of a generator. Uh, he was going to sell on eBay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. But it, it, it what, it's crazy. I mean, we, we, we just must be really old. I mean, because it's like everything is jaw dropping. It's it's one illustration after another. I mean, Chick-fil-A has now gone woke. I remember when they were boycotting Chick. This has got to be one of the only one of the only entities that's been boycotted both right and left <laughs> because there was the boycott, you know, about 10. Because, yeah, the owner, ago. the owner contributed to one of those uh, uh, right. defense of marriage yeah, uh, in, in California. Even yep. though Chick-fil-A itself would never discriminate. We want to sell chicken to everybody. OK, and we would employ would employ anybody. They didn't need a, a DEI person, which is what they've got now, because they never discriminated against employees to begin with. What you had was one guy and he was a, a key guy wanted to donate money. But you can't you know, you got to be Simon Pure. You can't do that. So now they've gone the opposite direction. And it, uh, to me, hey, wake me when they're open on Sundays, you know, then <laughs> then they'll show they're really come on. I mean, what are that's, you doing? Uh, that, that's that's way too. Uh, that, I mean, that that's practically abolishing the distinction between church and state. If you have if you have a Chick-fil-A open on Sundays, that that's no good. And, and you know what? They yeah, should it's have... like a, it's like a deli open on Saturdays. It's right. A, totally. That's a, that's not a real that's a deli that will sell you a Reuben with cheese. That's not a real deli. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Walk, <laughs> walk. Um, you know what? Maybe Chick Fil A, as penance for their anti-gay marriage stance from many, many years ago. I mean, in addition to having you know the DEI stuff, they should serve Bud Light as the <laughs> beverage of choice. I, I'm somebody's got to serve it. Now you know, Modelo has taken over Bud Light, but they're both owned by Anheuser Busch, so it doesn't. It, it, but it's still it's still the point that it still hurt Anheuser Busch. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that there was this and and with regard to that Target as well that there is this backlash. I I thought you know people like us are very docile and we just cower and 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 uh, just you know try to get to the grave without too many scars. But no, there, there no. really are. There really is this backlash now. Well, there's options, you know. It's a uh, Coors Light doesn't taste that much different from Bud Light, right? And right. Uh, but I mean, just know. that, just that anybody would take a stand. I mean, who are these people who are taking a stand now by not drinking Bud Light or not going to Target? Uh, yeah, it's not even really a stand. It's just, uh, it's just, yeah. uh, you know, you move two feet down the aisle and pick up the. Pick up a diff different twelve pack. It's like, nah, I don't want. I don't, oh, okay. I don't want to be part of that. It's it, the same thing too. It's it's uh, well, you know, I'll go to Walmart and save some money. But it's just interesting that it would even force somebody to do something like that. I mean, I could see it. I, I it's, I, I, you know, I, it's 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 hard for me to imagine. Now the tar. I feel sorry for the Target CEO because, you know, he was trying to defend you know what they were doing. Um, which was taking down some of these more obscene uh, pride displays. And, and at the same time, trying vowing uh, LGBTQ support. And he said, quote, this has been a very hard day. Uh, and I would say to that, that's what she, he, they said. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so there you go. There you go. I, 
Then, then of course, locally, there's this store called Up uh, a Bakery, I guess called Uprising, which had had the family friendly drag shows. And there was a, some vandalism and they have closed. They're not coming back. So the the there there was a vandalism in the store is that apparently there was some vandalism now i saw this article by w was it was it was it real vandalism or was it jesse smollett i i don't know i don't know but there's the wgn news story and if you read the story i mean it's all about there's it, it it's written as a like a polemic against uh you know those who find is a little bit untoward to uh, to support uh, family friendly drag shows. I mean, I'm not saying there should be violence or anything against this bakery, but it. it well, I think kind I of throw an objectivity out the window the way they write these stories. I think family friendly drag shows. I, I I I really don't see any other reason to do that than to try to irritate. Oh, it's other, totally the, the, I mean, the other on. side. You know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, that's it's what like, it's there uh, for. You, you think kids really want that? It's uh, no, no, no. That's it's, what it's there uh, for. All right, Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly red. For decades, there's been that Surgeon General's warning on packs of cigarettes. But this morning, for the first time, a new warning about something else, social media and what it means for kids' mental health. Why now for this advisory? We're issuing this advisory to sound the alarm. Surgeon General Vivek Morthy says there's not enough evidence to show social media platforms are safe enough for kids and teens. We see rates of depression and anxiety and suicide and loneliness going up among young people. And I'm concerned that social media is an important driver of that youth mental health crisis. Uh, this is the defining public health issue of our time. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And, uh, you know, I, well, there you go. The so, Surgeon uh, General, you know, what happened to the Surgeon General with a little testicular fortitude, uh, you know, said that cigarettes could, I mean, how about we put a warning on the sides of uh, cell phones right now? Yeah, or or how, how about this? How about you got to be 21 to have a cell phone? Uh, how about so, that? I mean, you, you, we do that with cigarettes. I mean, that's uh, that yeah. was a, that's a regulation, isn't it? That's not. Uh, how about taking parents taking away the cell phones? Uh, it, I mean, when Mike was raising my kids at first, you know, it was the, it was, it was the slippery slope or the drip, drip, drip. Uh, you know, at first it was, okay, it's just a car phone. You can only use it for emergencies in the car. You cannot bring it into school. Well, okay. Well, you uh, back then you probably couldn't. You, well, you could. Well, first of all, they were humongous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those gigantic could, bricks you could, that you see yeah, on you Seinfeld could bring the, the You could bring the handset, but that was about it. The rest of it like was walkie, all attached in the car. Yeah, or, yeah, or they look like walkie-talkies. Um, yeah. So I um, Lost my train of thought. Joe Biden, you want to cue me and you know what I was thinking about? Oh, what the <laughs> no, I, I've seen parents. I've seen parents like in grocery stores and that the kids, the kid will start whining and they take out their phone and they give the phone to the kid. And then the kids, the kid just goes into this other zone. They just go oh, no. into the matrix and they just, just, just disappear and they stop. Oh, no. They stop being uh, a, a pain in the butt. So, I mean, I, it's. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's 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 a pacifier. No question about it. I was playing golf with a guy uh, the other day. And he's a high school teacher at one of these hoity-toity uh, high schools. And he was, he was talking about the difficulty because of cell phones. And, and they, you can't take away the cell phones because they got the iPads. 
in class. So, the, you know, <laughs> why take away the cell phones? Uh, it would be an empty gesture. But then I said, well, you know, what about, ex you know, AI now? How are you going to tell if somebody's cheating, uh, writing a paper? He basically said he didn't think he could. So what Boy, back in my day, we didn't have that. Back <laughs> in my day, you would sit there with an encyclopedia copying it word for totally word. Totally copying it word for word, encyclopedia. <laughs> um, but um, what he said was for the exam, he was going to go back old school where they had to have with blue books and have to write out in longhand. And I was oh, saying, wow. I said, that's not fair because they don't even know how to write in cursive anymore <laughs> you know, well, how do i do this do i connect the letters and now when i was growing up i was i was a left a lefty we had the wherever fountain pens and and i was a lefty and the and i didn't have that great handwriting to begin with but the link would still be wet and as my hand went across the page I would smear the ink so it was oh. totally indecipherable. You know, um, I never thought about I never thought about that. Oh, it was the, totally the, the, favored right-handed uh writers. You know, unless you were in Hebrew school. Yeah. Which, <laughs> but, um, I just uh so so yeah, this doesn't seem like the surgeon general has much um you know, has put much teeth into this, but it, well, it it should be up to the parents anyway. Um, turning our attention to uh, Donald Trump, who uh, among the crazier things he said recently was that New York was better than Florida during the pandemic. Now, I mean, <laughs> I, I could believe the election was stolen easier than that. New York did a better job than Florida during the pandemic. And Trump. Well, they sure they sure they sure uh, reduced their Medicaid uh, uh, commitments or well, their well, Medicare, we... their Medicare commitments uh, in New York. It's. You know, oh yeah, Florida has a Florida has a lot more meta higher Medicare to pay. Well, I mean, they know, didn't Flo follow New York's recommendations. Well, Florida, first of all, you know, he's looking at you know stupid numbers. Yeah, Florida had a lot of people who died. Well, they have two million more people than New York to begin with, and um, all they have all these seniors, and uh, of course you were you were going to get you know uh, more more people dying, but. As far as their rate went, they were what, like in the middle of the pack or something. And DeSantis bucked all the trends. I mean, I yeah. remember this happening. The history isn't that long ago. He was and he was bucking what the Trump administration was trying to do, which and Trump is now trying to say that uh, Florida had radical lockdowns. No, that's not really what happened. And uh, it's almost like Trump is trying to walk back what he his own administration did, which reminds me of. Charles Barkley saying that he was misquoted in his own autobiography. <laughs> I it just uh, did you see the article yeah, I, that, that Chris put up there? Apparently, the L.A. Times agrees with Trump that New York was better than Florida. Oh, my goodness. They warehoused. They were. Well, Cuomo loves this and liberals love this. And sure. they warehoused the seniors. They 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 all these people died. It is not it is not the truth. Oh, yeah. Who wrote this? Yeah, of course, it's the L.A. Times. Right. They're yeah. going to try and make They're going to try and make sense. I mean, that is the that is the one thing that I think the public will look to and say, wow, DeSantis got this right. Trump waffled. He kind of left things up to Fauci. You know, he goes back and forth on Fauci. Uh, and if if DeSantis is going to have to have a chance, uh, it's going to be based on that. I, I the chutzpah of 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 Trump on, on COVID. He'll, he'll say anything. I mean, he'll, he'll just make up stuff. Uh, it, uh, I mean, do you, do you, 
you think this DeSantis did a good job on COVID, don't you? Oh God, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, I, I think it was a, a prime example of just uh, governors just telling you know cities do what you have to do, and we're not gonna we're not gonna close businesses, we're not gonna close right. you know we're not gonna make people keep people out of churches. Uh, it, Trump was, was telling great. people to homeschool. That's what he was saying. It was DeSantis who was saying it was ridiculous to to keep the kids out of school. I mean, yeah, there are certain people, you know, they'll just believe anything that, that Trump has. Yeah, to say. DeSantis was encouraging kids to come down for spring break, which which <laughs> right. for me, that was that was. Yeah, it, it's they can survive it. Get, get sick, kids, you know, build up that yeah. herd immunity. It's up right. to you. All right. So let's turn to uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, railing against uganda's anti-gay law and my my first thought was and it's i mean what is it what, what is the law they are going to kill uh kill homosexuals is that what they're going to do in in uganda it's some I, kind of, I, I i don't know but they're yeah they're pretty they're pretty it's they're really pretty opposed bad. to homosexuality yeah, yeah it's, it's really not bad. just uh and i was thinking it Ted yeah, Cruz. you can't really you're sentenced to death yeah because you can't really yeah. lock them in prison can you that's not yeah. really that's not really punishment Oh, oh, my God. OK, let's <laughs> cut that out of the show. OK, um, so um, here's here's the problem. I think Ted Cruz is appro appropriating a liberal position and and there, that's political appropriation. I don't think he should be allowed to do that because he's um, you know, he would he was against the Obergefell decision. He's against gay marriage. So. He's not allowed to be against. He's got to be in favor of the Uganda. I think it was a state decision. I think the Constitution left it to the states. There's nothing. There's nothing in the the U.S. Constitution allowing to regulate marriage. I mean, it, it, it totally a state decision. I think. I think the Supreme Court was right in that. I can see where you can be in favor of the decision and wait, against wait, 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 anti-gay wait. laws. Supreme, you think the Supreme Court was right in the Obergefell decision? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think the dissent was right. I'm sorry. The dissent was right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure I got it. I that. think, yeah, yeah, it's a state. You, you know, and, uh, it's Counselor, states. would you then say it would be all right for uh, Loving versus Virginia to be overturned as well, which, uh, uh, in other words, uh, that, that it would be OK for the states to ban uh, interracial marriage. Are you saying that that's OK, counselor? No, no, because that's that, what's that's, the difference between that and uh, and gay marriage? What's the difference, counselor? Uh, a man and a woman. Sure. I mean, is. That's, that's exactly. Much, I agree with you. That's, that's pretty I agree much, with you. That's pretty the much answer. the uh, <laughs> capable, capable of uh, having children is, so, is the basis. So I, I, I read a. Uh, it's a Ben Shapiro quote, and uh, and this goes in line with the uh, Pride Month and and Budweiser or, or Bud Light and everything and Target. He says any society that isn't normatively based on heterosexual family formation is definitionally doomed to collapse. Pretending that society ought to be apathetic about such matters or even worse, condemnatory of the presence of traditional norms. Boy, he used some big words there is civilizationally suicidal. Uh, you know, it sounds good to me. I, I've got to say, we don't really know because this is unprecedented. Uh, we're, this, this is These are uncharted waters. We've never gone this far. Um, now, I mean, I, I intuitively uh, agree with him. I mean, I think that heterosexual marriage is the foundation of civilization, that family is. Um, 
But, you know, just as a matter of empirical evidence, since we really have never been here before, we can't say with absolute certainty uh, what way it's going to go. But, yeah, we could collapse. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. No, no, I agree with you. We don't we don't know what the right answer is. And that's the way the founders and their wisdom, they gave us the opportunity to have 50 different answers. Sure. And then time will tell which is the correct one. Which is interesting because it's 50 different answers for each one of the genders that are recognized by Facebook. <laughs> So there you go. I, yeah, I, I I agree with you on that. That's very good. All right, really quickly here, because I know you got that money in your in the background there. I thought the debt deal was fine. It's what you can get. Elections have consequences. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, the much uh, uh, lambasted uh, Kevin McCarthy and maligned uh, McCarthy, actually got got a got a deal here, and, and it's what you could get right now. Agree? Disagree? Bruce, you ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. He, he already, the House already passed a bill. Mike Lee had 43 senators on board to pass that bill. And as it approached the as it approached the 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 deadline that Janet Yellen had made up, sure. it would get more crucial for, for more senators to get on board. So I think I think the original bill that the House passed could have been rammed through. That's oh, my really? that's my opinion. Uh, With, yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, think the I, don't know. I think the I, Republicans were winning that one, and I think if they, I, I think they were winning the uh, uh, who's causing the going to cause the default uh, uh, debate. See, I or, or maybe you're right, but I think they still won. I think they still won, uh, and uh, it, it's making the Democrats scream. Well. You really hurt me when you called me an ignorance a lot. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Ring. Fonda is a Hollywood icon with her Academy Award-winning acting career spanning decades. She's also famous for her political activism. She describes her passion and protests advocating for climate change in her new book, what can I do from my path from climate despair to action? Jane Fonda, thank you so much for talking with us. It's good to see you again. When we sat down together uh, at the end of last year, you were sitting in at the Capitol. You'd been arrested four times. You said you had to put everything on the line, and you're still at it. We're still facing a dire situation. The scientists tell us we have until 2030 to cut our fossil fuel emissions in half. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I love Jane Fonda. I, I got to tell you, I still think about her in Barbarella. Uh, <laughs> and she had a she had a, um, a a fun series with Lily Tomlin recently. Uh, of I, course, couldn't, I, I couldn't watch it. I, I could not. I don't know I why. I, I, my wife loved it. And I yeah. for some reason I fell for it. The. It's like sex Look, in the city. It's yeah, the same I thing. Fall I could for, not I, watch it. I fall for everything Jane Fonda. Um, the uh, even even I believe that you know I, you even she, sided with the Viet Cong. I sided with, with the Viet Cong. I, you know, even though they probably had her in a Hollywood studio somewhere, she wasn't even in North Vietnam. The um, <laughs> the the thing about Jane Fonda was remember the Jane Fonda workout. She said, "Are you ready to do the workout?" And we got the the the, the VCR you know tape and. And we were doing the workout. Did you? Did we you? found out that the, the woman had work done. 
I mean, that's not you. You, you can't do that. Plus, <laughs> the Jane Fonda, said, the Jane Fonda work done video. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. So Jane Fonda says we have seven to eight years to cut carbon emissions in half or we're doomed. And she says white men and the patriarchy are to blame. Look, I don't mind her being upset with Henry Fonda, her dad. I mean, this is all projection. You know, Henry Fonda, G yeah, he I think if I'm not mistaken, her mother committed suicide. You could check this out. And her her father told her about it in just the, the driest, most unemotional way. I, I don't know. Find that out for me. Uh, you know, we, we should fact check this stuff before I <laughs> dredge up things that maybe. So are you, are you are you are you giving her sympathy? Is that what it is? You're I, saying I, I'm she's allowed about, to be a, allowed to be a little crazy because I'm had always a tough... about Jane Fonda. Look now, she she also well, she did that, have a tough child. She was in the she was uh, uh, in that that Model T that went from Oklahoma to California too, and she had to pick fruit with her dad, right? Exactly. I, I remember it well. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I you know she's sitting around when he's spending hours and hours on end uh, with with twelve angry men. Well, he wasn't angry, uh, but <laughs> it's daddy, come on out already. Uh, you know, you, you promised me we were going to go to kitty land and no, I got a find this guy not guilty and how, ca how can you blame white men when china is the number one producer of co2 well right but now. remember white men are responsible for china uh, oh so, okay um so well yeah the biden family at least yeah right. oh that's a whole other story right uh so uh so so she said there would be no climate crisis without racism now as somebody points out she's been married three times all to rich white men uh, and on top of that, I'll never forget the sight of her after she married Ted Turner. She's at the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. She's doing the tomahawk chop. I mean, you talk about somebody who owes reparations <laughs> to everybody. I mean, Jane Fonda. Uh, oh, but yeah, and I got it. I don't know. Is it still the Atlanta Braves? Do they still do the tomahawk chop there? Um, I know. I know the Kansas City Chiefs do their whoa, 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 whoa. The Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. It, it's unbelievable. Well, as long as you're winning, I think you can do that. See, that's why I thought the Blackhawks <laughs> would for sure lose their emblem because they're they're they've fallen into disfavor. But now they've got like the number one pick, uh, this Connor Bedard. So I think the Blackhawk emblem uh, is, is safe. And as long as uh, the president of the Blackhawks gives, uh, you know, uh, $24 in merchandise to Hawk quarters to the chief of the uh, Blackhawk Indians uh, that'll placate them. Uh, so in 91, she promised the, the, the little clip there, Chris put up in 1991, she promised she'd never do the ch chop again. Oh, when, okay. when, when did she divorce Ted Turner with the same, you know, probably around the same time. So, yeah, so, yeah, so exactly. Yeah. That's when, that's when Ted no, started like, doing the know, chop. It's like Jimmy Kimmel, not go, doing blackface anymore of Carl Malone. Of course, after he, you know, milked it for everything it was worth. Speaking of the NHL and NBA, did I make this? I, did I mention this last week? I think I did. Tell me to stop talking about it. But Chris put it in there. Um, I'm, I'm watching the NHL and NBA playoffs and I don't know why. Pardon my Robin Leach. I don't uh, I don't get it. I don't care that much about sports like I used to. There isn't a team. Forget about Chicago teams being in it. The the NHL playoffs have two Southern teams where, where they shouldn't even play hockey. 
uh, are, are in the finals. So there isn't even a team team to hate. <laughs> no, there's no team to hate. But I I'm enjoying. Because you watch if there's a team to hate. I know there's. I just I'm enjoying it. I'm watching it. I want to see if Denver uh, beats the Miami, the upstart Miami Heat, and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, we're like three minutes away and, uh, and and a few points ahead of the Miami Heat in the play-in game, whatever that is. Nobody understands the the playoffs uh, in, in the NBA. And and I'm watching the NHL, and I don't – maybe I just don't have anything to do. I mean, I, you know, I, because all I really do is, you know, talk to you every week. Tip. So um, <laughs> did, you didn't watch Ted Lasso. I'm here for you, Bruce. Yeah, you, thank you. You didn't, wa- you didn't watch Ted Lasso, did you? You, didn't you know, I it. didn't watch the uh, – uh, I, I actually – I was on a flight uh, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, there, there, Ted Lasso was there, so uh, uh was available. So I watched, uh, I think, three episodes of Ted Lasso. So well, I, I'm familiar with Ted Lasso. I have no idea where the story is now. I, it was like it's over. season. The story yeah, is over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do so I figured I that I won't give it away. I'll just say the moral preening is a little bit much. I mean, wherever mm-hmm. they could, they would try to remind people to be very, not only tolerant, but embracing of uh, of the gay lifestyle. Uh, although I got to tell you, you know, not exactly cutting edge because uh, this is a spoiler alert. They didn't say anything about embracing the transgender lifestyle. Uh-oh. That would be a little far for Apple TV, I guess. You know, it's it's pretty safe to embrace, uh, you know, good old American. Yeah. yeah now that now that lifestyle. now that now that Disney has done it with modern with a uh, modern family for, you know, the past 10 years, it's, it's right. OK. To, it's OK to have a, a gay right. married couple. No, abs- absolutely. Um and uh, oh, go back on this. So the Little Mermaid live action came out. And so this is like the counter to Bud Light and Target, if you're keeping score at home, because there was a backlash, supposedly a backlash to the Little Mermaid not being the same color that she was in the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's she's black. And the and, and the backlash against wokeness didn't work because the uh, domestic uh, box office the first week I can't believe I know these numbers was 118 million which was wow. you know, a smash. However, overseas, overseas, um, that it it didn't do that well. So that what does that show? shows that people in Korea and other places are racist and we should uh-huh. bomb the hell out of them. Right? Well, we, we, we knew that we knew that <laughs> we're, the, we're the most tolerant country on earth, you know, for, for all the people gripe about it. I actually was in the theater last weekend, uh, went to, uh, went to see guardians of the galaxy three. And, and I, and I was kind of, uh, I was kind of, I was a big fan of the little mermaid cartoon. Cause it was like the last real cartoon that Disney did, I believe. Uh-huh. And a uh, big fan. And I was a little iffy about the new, uh, uh, the Hamilton casting they did on it. Right. Right. Which, which I mean, Disney claims now that they didn't, they didn't purposely, uh, pick her. They said that they interviewed a very diverse range sure. of Ariel's. It it's just, like, just so happened. sure. You, you, yeah. How right. many, re- how many redheads <laughs> did you actually audition? Okay. <laughs> you, know? you know, I mean, I, one of my daughters, I've watched the little mermaid, you know, 30 years ago or whatever it was. They took uh, out La Passance. Then you know this. You the, the Le Passant, La Passant. How I love La Passant. Oh, I didn't that? I didn't know that. But, I, but they didn't take uh, under the sea out, did they? No, uh, of course they Sebastian? couldn't. But but I think they took Le Passant out because okay. it was probably uh it was a yeah. French stereotype. I mean, I mean, I 
I enjoyed the movie and my daughter, what's more important is my daughter had to watch it 150 times. So <laughs> I, she, she never could get enough of it. So I but don't know. He, he, well, here's what I wanted. Here's yeah. what I wanted to say. Here's where uh, this long uh, rant I went on to get sure. to there. It, it, it's so, so here at the theater, there's a big little mermaid poster and it's just little black girls are lining up to have their picture taken in front of the poster. Really? And it just touched my heart so yeah. much. Well, there you that go. I said, okay, maybe it is a good thing to have a black yeah. REL. I mean, why not? I mean, as yeah. long as the songs are good and everything like that. Oh, I, I got to tell you, there's this. She does. She does Whitney Houston. Some of those songs, though. Oh, okay. Where she adds yeah. like a dozen notes that didn't have to be there. There's this black movie reviewer for National Review named Armand White, and he's actually very accessible. I've talked to him on Twitter, and basically I say to him, I got to tell you, I I don't understand what you're saying, but I know that I should believe what you believe. I mean, he hates everything. He hated The Wire. Okay. He said The Wire was, he made it sound like it was like indulging in stereotypes or whatever. And I like The Wire. Yeah. Um, I probably would like the Disney movie, to, uh, action movie too. But I, I, I really want, National Review years ago had a movie critic named John Simon who hated everything. He referred to a Siskel, referred to Siskel and Ebert as ten thumbs. Uh, and <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want to be that kind of intellectual who really has this gravitas and can and can hate things that naturally I'm going to like. So I probably would like <laughs> the new version of The Little Mermaid. Um, but he said no, it's. It's not art and it's, you know, and it's all it's going to contribute to resegregation. And I mean, I mean, it's partly what you're saying there that um, that even though you liked it, you saw the, the little black girl standing there that, you know, that they picked they picked her for that reason. Sure. And um, sure, know, sure, sure. Exactly. But you, you, but so what? You, yeah. you know what? For to, if, if it can make, you know, if it can make those little girls so happy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I don't see a problem with no, it. No, and of course I I'm mistaken because at first I thought it said Halle Berry and I was going wow and oh no okay it's Halle Bailey which who I'm sure is good. Bruce Will, Cal Tim Slagle <laughs> on the weekly wrap. And that's the weekly wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at timslagle.com. The weekly wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production.